Do you have that one friend filled with that random and seemingly unending amount of useless knowledge? Well, I am that friend, and if I don't know the answer to something, I'll certainly be looking it up. I love to learn, research, and share my findings, so I thought, why not share it all with a bunch of strangers on the internet? And, you know, maybe enjoy a drink or two while we're at it. Welcome to I'm Already Looking It Up. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of I'm Already Looking It Up, uh, the podcast where I, a very curious person who likes to learn random things, uh, talk about a topic that I just think is interesting um, or wanted to research or wanted to know more about, and you guys just listen. Um, So there we go. We all learn together, and it's a fun time. So this week, I decided that um, I think it, I thought it would be really, really fun to talk a bit about origins of food. So there's a lot of foods out there that we eat daily or pretty frequently that uh, they have a they have a strange, you know, way of making it into, you know, edible territory. So. Um, I thought about this idea when, uh, you always think about that joke of, like, what person saw a cow and decided to try and milk it and and drink what came out of it. Because, like, it just feels like that, it feels odd, right? However, um... I think there's a lot of little fun stories about how things like that happens. So, here we go. We're gonna just get right into it. Uh, so the first article I'm going to be using, um, to talk about this topic is called The Surprising Origins of the World's 16 Most Popular Foods from We Know Today. Or that, that we know today, I'm sorry. From Amazing Food and Drink. Um, it was last updated, actually last month, January 12th, 2024, um, and reviewed. So hopefully this is pretty, pretty factual. Um, so the first, (laughs) we live in this fascinating world where there are various delicacies to indulge in unapologetically. Food is one of the greatest pleasures ever, honestly. And besides being a... Yeah. And besides being a great satisfaction, it plays a vital role narrating tales of history and shaping cultures. Interestingly, we've grown up with some staple food associated with specific cuisines. Just to learn that it was all a lie. We won't be dramatic about it, but some of today's most popular foods are traced back to different roots from what we've always been told. This list is an eye-opener proclaiming that pasta isn't Italian and fish and chips aren't English. Can you believe it? Some origins of this list of popular food were astonishing. So yeah, that's kind of what I always think is interesting is like we always, well not always, but a lot of time we do uh, have these like little stories or things that we learn in um, wherever school from your parents. Uh... And 
you know, we accept that as truth and we just never question it until that day comes. And sorry, my cat just left the room so you can hear him jingling. Until that day comes where you mention this fact to someone or someone mentions it to you and you say, wait, no, that can't be true. I was always told this. And then you pull out your certain, your <laughs> um, handy dandy pocket smart computer and look it up. So honestly, that was kind of the idea for this podcast for me was the idea that like, you know, we're told things and then I'm like, or so I'll be like, nope, that's incorrect. And I'll look it up and prove it. So, uh, but I, I digress. Anyway, um, learning the history and origins of the world's popular food can be jaw dropping, but it doesn't change its fascinating taste or limit your ability to enjoy it anyway, right? Thus, buckle up. So buckle up and let's take a quick ride around, ride through the existing list full of palatable dishes and starting from, I don't know, this is worded weird. Anyway, uh, samosa from Central Asia. I don't think I've ever had samosa before. But, um, samosa is a popular food in Indian cuisine that features golden fried pastry stuffed with savory, with, ah, with savory fillings. It's one of the famous street foods you can find on every corner of Indian streets. Moreover, it's more popular in other Middle Eastern countries, including Turkey, ah, including Turkey, Libya, and Egypt, and it makes a considerable appearance during Ramadan. I probably said that wrong. It is fine. Surprisingly, after tracing the roots of samosas, it turns out that this delicacy first appeared in Central Asia. They were the ones to introduce this hearty appetizer to Indian cuisine in the 14th century. The snack got too much recognition in India that it became a staple in their daily meals, leading people to believe that it couldn't be anything but Indian. That's kind of cool. I don't think I've ever had those, but they do look rather yummy. It kind of looks like a, it looks like a pizza roll. And now I just kind of want pizza rolls. It <laughs> sounds really good. <laughs> all right. French fries. My, one of my favorite foods of all time. It's one of my favorite ways to eat a potato other than, you know, mashed potatoes and, and or vodka. <laughs> um, the naming of this crunchy snack has deceived the whole world. Many have always thought fries are a French delicacy, given its name. However, the fries' natural origins are rooted in Belgium. This also makes sense, knowing that Belgium's dominant language is French, so maybe that's how the name was dubbed. Moreover, America is known for its deep-fried fast food, which always has fries as part of the meal. This is another thing that tricked people into associating fries with the United States. American soldiers were the ones to bring the delicacy home from Belgium during the First World War. Utah is also the mastermind behind pairing french fries with ketchup and mayonnaise. Oh, this sounds so good, and I just ate. So, but that does sound good. I love some french fries. All right, next one is going, we're going to talk about hamburgers from Germany. Uh, hamburgers are synonyms for American fast food. 
they metaphorically mean McDonald's and Burger King. Thus, it's hard to think of it as a food of any other country. But we have been fooled yet again as hamburgers come, came to life in Germany before they spread to other parts of the world. It's that they originated in the German city of Hamburg, hence the name. Which is so funny because I think I knew that. I think I'd heard that before. Um, but like, it's so, it's so synonymous with just like America and how like we're just, you know, we, convenience is, is such a big part of our country and everything. Um, and I think that, uh, hamburgers are pretty convenient food to eat because it's a sandwich, but it's got, like, a decent amount of meat on it, and then, you know, if you're eating it with all the veggies and all that on it, which I do not, the only thing I, only vegetable I like on my hamburger is onion, which is so weird considering everything else I could have picked to be the one thing, (laughs) um, but I really like onion for some reason, I don't know. I could eat, like, pieces of an onion raw. Um, clears your sinuses. Uh, so, yeah, I think I've had heard that before, but it's so interesting because I'm pretty sure I grew up for pretty much my whole life thinking it was all American as well. While this theory does make a lot of sense, some still dispute that hamburgers are pure American foods. According to history, America learned about these juice patties in the 19th century when German immigrants brought them along. Honestly, no matter where this delicacy comes from, it's still enjoyed everywhere, along with its burger variations, and we're grateful for them. Got some bacon, some cheese, some onions, ketchup and mayo. Mm. What a great hamburger. Maybe an egg if you're if you're having breakfast. Alright, so our next one is cheesecake, which is one of my favorite desserts. Um, and it is, has originated from Greece, according to the title, so. Uh, New York City always takes pride in being home of the famous cheesecake, one of the world's best inventions ever. Cheesecake is deemed one of the most popular foods in New York City, then spread worldwide. However, Greece happens to be the first home of its sweet intricacy, which can be pretty odd. Excuse me. Greek cuisine has some unique characteristics that makes you think of cheesecake as a peculiar dish to them. They're they're more, ah, they're more of lots of green. There are more of lots of greens and stuffed vegetables kind of people. That was an odd way to put that sentence, but it's okay. Um, The ancient Greeks were the first to create an early version of the cheesecake, slightly different from the version we know today. See, these listicles are, they're really, really fun, but they don't really get into the the whole, you know, again, the meat and potatoes of the whole thing. Like, you know, sure, it's cool that we know that cheesecake came from Greece, basically, but how, where? you know, what, what, why was it different? Why do people know the New York version better, you know? So, I don't know, maybe it's, we'll see. I might do some extra research on this topic. All right, so our next one is coffee. Um, I love coffee, and I think I want to do a whole episode talking about coffee, because I think it would be fun to talk about, like, the different types, and where they came from, and all that, but Maybe. Maybe. That'd be fun. 
Um, coffee is an aromatic beverage that is widely enjoyed around the world. It's one of the most popular foods that today's world excess excessively consumes. I have coffee in my hands right now. <laughs> the trending coffee beverages nowadays can be safely accredited to Italy. However, the very first people to ever cultivate these heavenly beans are the Ethiopians. Which I think I had heard that. I, I think I knew that. Um, mostly because, like, you go, you go and buy a lot of, uh, coffee bags or, like, beans or whatever, and, like, there is Ethiopian coffee, so I always kind of assumed that was where it originated. Uh, before Brazil and Colombia dominated coffee, Ethiopia was the mainland for cultivating beans. However, Yemen, Yemenis, Yemenis were the first to create a hot drink out of those beans. Many cultures contribute to contribute this to giving the world ugh. many cultures contribute to giving the world this stimulating this brain stimulating okay i was again worded weird this brain stimulating drink yet ethiopia ethiopia remains the original home to bring these beans to light i love coffee like i said i typically drink black coffee um with nothing in it because for so long I had been a person who like I just so I would have coffee with so much milk and sugar and it just upset my stomach and it was not a good time for anyone and there was a lot of gurgling going on and yeah um so I stopped for a little bit especially drinking like Starbucks and stuff even though I still love Starbucks but you know and um the only coffee I drink now that I put any, like, cream or anything in is usually uh, cold brew or, you know, iced coffee because I can't drink cold coffee unless it's sweet because otherwise it's just bitter and cold and that's not that great unless it's alcoholic and I'm going to benefit from that. But uh, otherwise, if it's hot, I just want nice black coffee and there's only one exclusion from this, only one type of coffee I will always, always put a little creamer in, and that is IHOP's coffee. Because, you know, you take two of those, you get your little cup, I want an IHOP cup so bad, you get your little cup, and you um, put your coffee in it, put in two of those little delight creamer things that they give you at the table, oh, it's, I, I don't know what it is about it, but it's, like, the best coffee to me. So, there you go. Our next one is donuts from Greece, yet again. They make in all the foods. <clears throat> donuts are among the world's most popular foods that America takes credit for. Shortening the wor word to donuts, so do donuts was originally spelled D-O-U-G-H-N-U-T-S, and now we, as Americans, have shortened it to D-O-N-U-T-S. Um, and making them part of their lifestyle. Even the most prominent, dominant brands are American. But they seem to have had a different home before they became popu popular food. Greece seems stripped of its right to own many of the world's most outstanding delicacies. <laughs> Poor Greece. Uh, donuts are initially Greek and used to go by fried dough or ho oh, locomades, locomades, yeah. 
Um, they traveled from Greece to the Netherlands, becoming a staple in their culinary world. In the 16th century, the Dutch settlers were the ones to bring donuts into the United States. And since America wastes no time, it developed this dessert, came up with different flavors, and made it famous across other places. Well, thank you, Greece, for donuts, because, um, I tell people I'm not, like, I don't like a lot of sweet things. I I do and I don't, like, it, it kind of depends on the day. Um, particularly, I'm, I'm not really a big, I'm not really big into chocolate, um, and I also have a real weird thing where I just don't enjoy, um, anything that is fruit that is put on a pastry. I don't know what it is. It just kind of grosses me out a little bit. I don't know. Um, but donuts, that's, like, in the, in the morning, especially a nice, hot, fresh Krispy Kreme, just freshly glazed and everything. Cool. That's good. We love a donut. Um, but it's also one of the very few, like, I won't have donuts all the time, like, I will get, I would get sick of donuts if I ate them every morning, but every once in a great while, love a good donut. <clears throat> all right, uh, the next one is fish and chips from Portugal. That's interesting. Uh, it's hard to imagine fish and chips are a non-English dish. We mean, who calls the french fries chips, or... Yeah, who calls the french fries chips and other than them? But again, fish and chips are one of the popular foods around the world that we didn't read its history mindfully. Tracing back the roots of this delicious dish, you'll know that it was a staple in Portuguese cuisine in the 15th century. Fantastic. Uh, this dish was created out of despair, not as a great chef's invention. People restored to a simple and resorted, I'm sorry, resorted to a simple and easy dish as an affordable meal during the Depression. Surprisingly, the English soldiers liked the meal, brought it to their hometown, and it became a tradition. Who would have known that such a simple meal would become the national dish of most English-speaking communities? So that's pretty cool because, like, that also points out the idea that a, a lot, and I mean a lot, of foods have been invented or discovered due to desperation and necessity. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, I think, like, cheese is kind of one. Um, and, yeah, but I, I, it's just, it's fascinating. Because, like, fish and chips, I don't really like fish. But fish and chips, if um, it had... Uh, I feel like fish and chips is more of like a kind of fast foody type restaurant, kind of like, you know, getting chicken tenders here. Uh, but I could be wrong. I don't know. Um, but it is, I mean, it is cheap and easy to make. So, uh, but it's also something that was born out of desperation. So that's pretty fascinating. All right. Um, the Scotch egg from India. Uh, scotch eggs. Oh, what? I have never heard of this before, and it looks so good. What is this? Okay, scotch eggs have consistently earned the reputation of being English, which makes sense as they're popular in England. Some even believe that it's originally from Scotland, confusing 
between Scotch and Scottish. Surprisingly, the dish first came to life in an utterly different continent and country that doesn't even speak English, India. Legends have it that India was the first to invent this dish, taking inspiration from their Nagisi Kofta. I hope I said that right. Uh, the latter is a dish of minced beef covering eggs seasoned with a generous splash of curry. One theory claims that English soldiers returned from the re- returned home with the recipe from in the 19th century, making one of the most popular foods in Yorkshire. Okay, so that's dope. Like, I, that actually looks so good. I don't know. I'm gonna. Ha- I may have to. I'm gonna write that down. Scotch eggs. Scotch eggs as a recipe I kind of want to try because that looks delicious. I love me a good egg, like a like a boiled egg mm. or a hard-boiled egg. Heck yeah. That sounds so good. Yeah, I'm writing this down. written down. I'm going to have to look at that later. Okay, so this next one I've thought about before because I've never looked it up. It's pasta, and it apparently comes from China, which is not all that surprising, given that, like, noodles in general are kind of a big part of of Chinese food and, and their diet and everything. So I'm not surprised, but I am disappointed because I'm a big pot. I love pasta. I love me some pasta. But, uh, I'm a little sad. It's not actually Italian. But they did warn us at the top, so. All right. Uh, this one is quite hard to just let, <laughs> hard to ju- just to let pass, but we cannot think of the pasta being anything other than Italian. However, there are different beliefs regarding that matter. Yet the majority seem to agree about it being originally Chinese. Their theory is that noodles are an Asian staple from which pasta descended. Like I said, yeah, makes sense. Uh, this same theory claims that Marco Polo brought pasta to Italy, yet no evidence supports that claim. While this theory is the most famous, another one suggests Arabs were the ones to introduce pasta to Italy in the 13th century, tracing its origin back to ancient Egypt and Greece. So there you go. Pasta's not Italian, guys. I know it's super disappointing. I'm disappointed. So, yeah. But anyway, moving on. Um, still gonna eat pasta. Still gonna make a dumb, really bad Italian accent when I, uh, <laughs> when I eat it. So, it's fine. So, uh, chicken tiki, tikka masala, which I've never had, but I've heard the name before. Apparently, it originated in Scotland. Uh, chicken tikka masala has always been believed to belong to South Asia, yeah, relating to its Indian, India, Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Bangladesh. 
relating it to, relating it to those places. Even when you look at the dish's name, it'll make sense to you. Well, chicken tikka was first born in Scotland, a country you wouldn't think has any ties with this plate. Here's the secret. This dish may have been born in Scotland, but the chef who invented it was from Bangladesh. Ah, that makes sense. Uh, the story goes as follows. A Bengali chef who lived in Glasgow, Glasgow in the 70s created the creamy tomato sauce and added it to chicken t- tikka, attempting to please a customer. The dish gained colossal yak- recognition, traveling across Europe and becoming the most popular food in the UK. All right. Well, I've never had chicken tikka masala, but it looks... Also, I mean, with the picture on here, it looks delicious, and I definitely could see, like, taking some, you know, pita bread or some flatbread and and dipping it in there, and, oh, that looks good. All right, um, I'm gonna write that one down, too, because I've never tried it. Alright, so our next one is ice cream from Mongolia. Italy is supposedly home to the deliciously refreshing gelato that gets one gets one through the summer days when the heat is scorching. They even have it for breakfast with a soft bun calling it brioche con gelato which is deemed one of the popular Italian street foods. We thought the same until a new fact emerged to shatter everything we ever believed in. Oh no. Did Italy actually make anything that it claims to make? Uh, You know, though, I think that's kind of cool as well, because it does kind of make sense, um, given given that uh, Italy is often very much credited with the beginning of the Renaissance, um, and how, uh, at the time there was a lot of trade going through there and everything. So it's interesting to think about the, the idea that there were just all these random foods coming back and then Italy sort of, I don't know, I don't want to say made them famous, but, um, you know, just brought into the culture. So ice cream is said to be originally Mongolian, yet another party claim that it's Chinese. Since the two countries border one another, this doesn't change the fact that ice cream is originally Asian. However, the old version of ice cream was a confection made of frozen milk, yet when this invention arrived in Italy, they were the ones to nurture it into the flavorful dessert that we know today. Well, good job, Italians. Uh, Next one is croissants from Austria. Are you telling me croissants are not French? Weird. Alright, you can't say croissants without trying to pronounce it with a French accent, even if it sounds terrible. Well, Austria. Austria. I said Australia, didn't I? Should be Austria. Austria should be the one taking the credit for bringing those flaky pastries to the world. And that's really a startling fact to know. Croissants became known as Kipferl a dough with a crescent-shaped and crispy texture. Kipferl was originally a sweet delicacy that tasted 
vanilla and was enjoyed during Christmas. That was long before France barged in and added its own spin, making croissants an art that France takes pride in. Croissants became France's innovation after they were made with puff pastry, becoming more buttery and turning into a savory delicacy. It's safe to say that the French croissant is a grandchild on the Austrian girl. Okay, so again, French didn't really invent it per se, but they took something and, you know, brought it over to their own type of way of making it that makes it more popular. So, again, pretty, pretty interesting, pretty different. All right, the next one's hot dogs from Germany. Uh, hot dog sandwiches. Oh, oh no, you're starting an argument there. Hot dogs are not a sandwich. Um, hot dog sandwiches with a dash of zigzagged mustard, shredded mozzarella, and lots of ketchup are popular American street foods, right? Wrong. Hot dogs are originally German, coming, from, coming to life in Frankfurt, which I actually knew, where people used to call it... <laughs> That's not okay. You can't say that. Dachshund sausage. They go way back to the 15th century. Hot dogs traveled all the way from Germany to the United States by immigrants back in the 17th century. It said it soon became widespread across the different states. Um becoming a staple in New York City. Many street trucks started selling these delicious savor in slit open buns, adding this delicious, okay. Uh, in slit open buns, but adding flavoring condiments and cheese, which captivated people's attention in no time and became one of the most iconic sandwiches worldwide. It's not... You're making a statement there, writer, because it's not, I don't, I personally don't think of a hot dog as a sandwich. I could see where that idea comes from. I just, I can't. Like, my brain cannot do it. It's not a sandwich. But it's also like, I don't know, maybe in a few years I'll change my mind because like, you know, I used to like get annoyed when people call hamburgers sandwiches. And I thought about it, and I was like, yeah, it's, it is basically a sandwich, though. So, yeah, I don't know. All right, churros, which were invented in China. That is surprisingly. That is surprising. China seems to be full of surprises, being the original home to some of the world's popular food, especially the ones we least expect. Churros is one of the popular foods that turned out to be Chinese when everyone thinks of it as Spanish. They were commonly known as Chinese fried dough or donut sticks, but they were salty. Spanish chefs emerged turning this delicacy into the churros we know today. It became a sweet dessert drenched in cinnamon and sugar and dipped in chocolate sauce. The dessert has become a popular food in Spain. 
traveling to Latin America and becoming a staple in Hispanic cuisine. I've never had a churro, I don't think, but they sound good. All right, Swedish meatballs. They don't come from Switzerland. They come from Turkey. I don't know what accent th this is, but uh. Swedish meatballs have an unmistakable taste that puts them on a pedestal. They're even the most popular food that IKEA, the renowned Swedish brand, serves within their premises. People leave IKEA with boxes of furniture, items, great ideas for home revamping, and tummies full of Swedish meatballs. That's quite interesting until you learn that Swedish meatballs are Turkish iconic. Or Turkish, sorry. Ironic, isn't it? Oh. oh, sorry. Um, this statement went viral in April 2018 on Twitter when Sweden's official account stated that the delicacy arrived on their lands in the 18th century by King Charles VII. However, today's Swedish meatballs are based on pork, which isn't considered hot halal meat in Turkey. Turkey, thus we can solely say that pork solely say that pork addition was purely a Swedish invention. Wonderful. Fajitas coming out of Tejas, Texas. Why is my mouse not wanting to go to the screen? There we go. Uh, interestingly, the United States—the United States seems to take uh, credit for many popular food recipes around the world and leave the ones that are indeed theirs. Okay, we're here referring to the fajita, commonly known as a popular food among Mexicans. Fajitas are originally American, coming into life in Rio Grande Valley in the late 30s. In early 40s, Mexican ranch workers and vaqueros, uh, Spanish for cowboys, took this recipe home, where it became a daily staple years later. Texas and Mexico joined forces and created their very own Tex-Mex cuisine, and that's when the fajita's origins started becoming blurry. You may have been familiar with the origin. Oh, sorry, I read that wrong. Um, oh no, I was right. Uh, you may have been familiar with the origins of some of the most popular foods on this list, but you can't deny that some of them caught you by surprise. It's nice to learn about the hometown of our favorite meals, yet it won't stop us from enjoying them no matter how surprised we get. Well, hey, that's like pretty interesting. Um, kind of more interesting than I thought it would be. I find there's some things I, on there that are just great, but I just can't eat them because it's too much dessert. And yeah. What are you doing? Um... So yeah, I don't know. I was actually going to do like another little segment about the 50 weirdest foods. Um, but honestly, this is all I kind of wanted to cover today because 
I just, like, thought it would be fun to talk about these origins of these foods that were just, like, today we can't even possibly know what it was like to not have the ingredients that we have all the time and everything. At least, um, most privileged white people in the United States are, you know, that's the issue. So, I think that's cool. I think it's really, really cool. All right, well, I think that is a good place to call it a day. Um, thanks so much for taking the time to stop in and listen and, you know, just learn something new. I, I love just talking about random stuff like this and saying random facts. So, um, if you did enjoy my, uh, little episode here, then all of my social media links are going to be in the description below. Um, like, follow all that jazz, um, it really does help me out in getting, like, my algorithm up and everything, so if you want more people to see this podcast, like it and follow and share it with others, and I would really appreciate that, but I think that's, uh, we're gonna call it quits for the day, thank you so much for joining me, and I'll see you guys next time. (laughs) 